The New York Times is a disgusting piece of garbage that belongs in the biggest garbage can ever. They have something called the 1619 Project, and it's basically an effort to rewrite our founding because the New York Times hates our country and how it was founded. And so they say that it aims to reframe the country's history, placing the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans at the very center of the story we tell ourselves about who we are. What a load of crap. So I've got friends here in Washington, D.C., you know, that's the city in which I reside. And they say, oh, did you see in the New York Times? No. They say the New York Times had a piece about injustice. No, loser. I don't read the New York Times. I'm not a moron. I'm a genius. Ad time. Losing your hair sucks. But what you may not know is that the cause of your hair loss could be a hormone called DHT. And now there is a possible solution to it. The FDA has approved two hair treatment products to help control your DHT and prevent you from losing your hair, and it's even triggered hair regrowth in a good percentage of guys. But until now, those products were very expensive, and you had to go to the doctor to get them, and who wants to go to the doctor, right? Here's the good news. Keeps. Keeps offers the generic version of those two approved hair products. So not only are they up to 90% effective, but now they're totally affordable because you don't have to see the doctor to see them and then pay a fortune. With Keeps, you can actually save your hair without even leaving your couch. You can do it from your home. You answer a few questions, you snap a picture of your bald spot if that's what you got, and then a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And then it's, it's shipped discreetly to your door. And I got you a deal for it. All you have to do is go to keeps.com slash WHB for your free online doctor consult, and you'll get your first month of hair treatments for free, completely free. Go to keeps.com slash WHB. That is keeps.com slash WHB. All right, so the New York Times, they're launching their stupid 1619 series. What a dumb joke. They basically aim to reframe the American founding around evil. They framed it around slavery. They've framed it around that instead of the idea that all men are created equal, instead of the idea that man has the right to rule himself, that government cannot preside over its subjects without the consent of the governed, without the consent of we the people. It's, it's historical revisionism. And this is an organization that pretends to be a news outlet that pretends to be a distributor of accurate information. And they are informing their readers that the founding of America was not based upon liberty. No, it was based upon slavery. In August of 1619, a ship carrying enslaved Africans arrived at a port in Virginia. On the 400th anniversary of this fateful moment, it is finally time to truthfully tell the story of black Americans and of America itself. The problem with this is that we already know the truth about slavery in America. Slavery was obviously an awful institution that we fought a war to end. No one pretends like slavery was fabulous. So I don't know why the New York Times thinks it's finally time to tell the truth about it. They've never been concerned about the truth until now, apparently. Think Progress, our favorite blog, explains that the premise 
of the groundbreaking initiative unveiled in the pages of the New York Times and of the Sunday Magazine is that the arrival of these captured Africans was a defining moment in American history. And then they go on to say, their bondage enforced servitude and struggle for equality became a light motif. You know, when you're a dumb idiot and you want to make people think you're smart, you have to use words like light motif. The light motif of our national narrative. The contributions of black Americans, the series posits, is the cornerstone of which the nation's rich cultural legacy was built. Sorry, but that's just not true. That's just a lie. Sure, black slaves played a huge role in helping build the country, but the cornerstone on which the nation's rich cultural legacy was built was a constitution, a constitution and a bill of rights that limits the reach of government, that defends the rights of the individual, that claims contrary to thousands of years of history that men, because of rights derived from the natural order of things, deserve to be free. And the reason we fought a war, the reason we fought the civil war to end slavery is because there was a fundamental contradiction between the premise of our founding and the institution of slavery. I mean, we had slavery as a British colony for hundreds of years, for hundreds and hundreds of years, but ended it less than 90 years here in America after establishing ourselves as a nation of free men. So to say that slavery was the premise of our founding is asinine and actually historically inaccurate. But asinine and inaccurate shouldn't be surprising coming from a paper that is failing so hard, failing harder than anyone could ever imagine. You know, at the New York Times, they have to have meetings about why they suck so bad. You know, they had the, remember they had the headline, they had the headline that originally read, Trump urges unity versus racism. That was after those shootings. And then AOC comes in, AOC marches in with her communist BS, and she says, excuse me, that doesn't make Trump look evil enough. Change your headline. And then the New York Times actually went in and they changed the headline. They're a garbage publication. My question is, what good does it do for America to continue to press this false idea that America's founding was nothing but racism? How does that move us forward to perpetuate the idea that America was only founded on the idea that black people are inferior? Most of the founders knew that slavery was an awful institution and the constitution, if anything, sought to end it, to cease it. The declaration of independence said all men are created equal and therefore that instance, slavery became a problem because of that phrase, all men are equal. And because of that, and because of that contradiction, we fought a war. You know, the Civil War didn't just happen one day. There were years and years of buildup, of ideological differences, of problems, of tensions within the Constitution because of the idea that our country was founded on. You had half the country saying, this institution is an abomination and has to end. And then you had a, a, another group of people obviously disagreeing with that. But the New York Times, I mean, by saying that the nation was founded on this idea of racism, you want to talk about racist. The New York Times is a racist publication. The New York Times is just as bad as the Daily Stormer, the Nazi newspaper, the newspaper that Nazis love to read and comment on. 
You know, the New York Times, they've got this Sarah Jung chick. You know, she's this angry, racist Asian. And then they have Charles Blow. You guys read Charles Blow? He's like this furious black guy that writes racist screed after racist screed after racist screed. And then they have this guy named Ikao Yanka. Now, Ikao Yanka, Ikao Yanka is a guy who doesn't want his black children hanging around white people. You know, he goes to the editorial board at the New York Times and says, I have this fascinating idea for an article. I don't want my children to be friends with white people. And the New York Times says, that's a fascinating idea. Why don't you write an article about it? And then they publish it openly. It's a disaster. And they want to say the founding is racist. No, you perpetuate racism, New York Times, on a regular basis. You are responsible for the division in this country. You are the ones who are dividing this country. You know, their slogan is, all the news that's fit to print, try all the news that's fit to wipe your filthy, disgusting butt with. All right, if you want to talk about news and uncover modern injustices, you know, like the New York Times claims to do, why don't you talk about Amazon? Amazon is a total disaster. Like Jeff Bezos, why are you going to space Jeff Bezos when you are working your employees like slaves? Like give your slaves some more money and you'll still have enough money to go to space if you want. I mean, all of this virtue signaling is disgusting when they don't treat their workers properly when they don't treat their workers with dignity. And I know I sound like Elizabeth Warren here, but I mean, seriously, this virtue signaling, you have to practice what you preach. I mean, don't you, don't you hate it when you're scrolling through your Instagram and then you see some other company coming out with some lame ass social justice warrior commercial, like when Gillette came out with that toxic masculinity ad that said, all men are basically rapists, buy our razors. And of course, Nike with their, all police are pigs, all police are corrupt. Buy our sneakers. It's so annoying. Like, we don't want everything made political, but apparently there's this whole other world out there beyond this show, beyond the White House Brief, those crazy people who don't watch this show, and it's made up of millennials who apparently want their brands to get political. And today, 181 of the nation's top CEOs agreed that driving shareholder value is no longer their sole business objective. What that means is you're probably going to see a lot of more brands flaunting their donations to killing machines like Planned Parenthood and that gay pride month stuff. You know, it's going to become like Halloween where it gets longer and more corporate each year. Sounds like an awful idea to me. Sounds like a terrible idea to me, both in theory and in practice. You know, we've talked about these companies that take everything from America, but then they show zero loyalty to America. They export our jobs to foreign companies, or to foreign countries, excuse me. They import cheap labor. They move their headquarters to get out of paying taxes. I mean, how does Amazon get away with paying no taxes? You know, Bezos would be nothing if it weren't for America. Bezos would be nothing if it weren't for this country. So I don't know, I, I think he needs to pay up. Sorry to sound like Pocahontas. But the companies, they do all of this to maximize profits for the shareholders. Now, I'm not afraid of a profit. I love profit, but not at the expense of our entire country. What we're seeing now, you know, but a free market, we're not seeing a free market. It's not free when Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, aka Google, control who gets to be heard. The foundation of America is entrepreneurship and business 
But when these businesses turn into monopolies and oligopolies, don't you love that word? Oligopolies. Love it. When they're allowed to run amok, though, it hurts us as a country. And there has always been an agreement that there is a role for government to play. That doesn't make me a liberal. The question has always been in this country about when government gets involved. You had the Articles of Confederation. That was too little government. That was a disaster. That was an anarchy disaster. Anarchical. I think that's the word. Whatever. It was a mess. And we, therefore, want to keep government as limited as possible while agreeing that there is a role for government to play. So at the same time, we can absolutely put social pressure on these companies if we don't want the government to get involved. And that's what I'll attempt to do here. It's good that these companies, they want to think about more than just maximizing their profits for shareholders. Who wants anyone to just be obsessed with money? That's disgusting. So it's good that they're looking for a greater purpose, but acting as a mouthpiece for fringe social justice warriors is not the solution. That will just continue to poison the discourse. Instead, the solution here is to use your profits to make your business amazing for your employees. Raise their wages. You know, we talk about the minimum wage, $15 minimum wage is ridiculous if you have government enforcing it, but the company should raise the, the wages of their workers. They should treat their workers with respect and dignity and pay them what they're worth. They should expand their workers' retirement accounts. They should offer better contributions to their 401ks. Use some of your profits, Bezos, to pay for your employees to continue their education. You know, we always talk about how it is not government's job to force companies to do it because companies, they're going to do it on their own and that companies, they know what's right and they're going to do the right thing. But when companies don't do it, I think we have a responsibility to encourage them to do so. Build and invest in factories. Build and invest on building things here, on helping American workers here. Take on infrastructure problems. Maybe your company's based in a garbage town, so invest your money into fixing it. Domino's is an example. Last year, Domino's launched a project that fixes potholes. That has a direct positive impact on the community, benefiting not just the workers, but the people who spend money on their pizza. So it's a win-win. Let's see more things like that. We don't need more arguing. We don't need more polarization. And taking on political issues is polarizing. Taking on political issues, therefore, is a gamble. You know, sometimes it works. It worked out for Nike and Krapernick. But Gillette didn't work out so well. Gillette lost billions. Turns out calling all men rapists is not the most fantastic idea. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very Marianne Williamson on this issue. I'm a little Elizabeth Warren on this issue. There's a big distinction, though, and that is the role of government. You know, they think that government is the solution. That's the solution that they appear to want. I don't want government involved, but I think it is absolutely fair, and if not, maybe a moral responsibility to put societal pressure on these companies and say, hey, stop treating your employees like crap. I mean, who's going to be mad about companies voluntarily increasing their wages? Who's going to be mad about companies voluntarily expanding their child leave policies? I mean, these are easy risks to take. And America will be far better off if businesses actually take care of their workers, actually take care of their employees, than if they focus on paying lip service to destructive and divisive political agendas.
A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.